0: I started doing my school discos um, and then it just kind of snowboard from there. Last summer we did like 94 flights or something. Sent it in the track and he was like i absolutely love it it's like i'll jump on it no problem and i will never ever let you go i'll bring you
1: flowers in the foreway living without you is driving me insane i'll bring you flowers they will make your day
0: don't sit you cry i'll try
1: more away to make them Hello, and welcome to episode nine of the In Brother Words podcast. My name's Tommy, this is Robbie, and today we are joined by a, uh, a very special guest, um, local lad to an international DJ, Mr. Nathan door
0: Hello, how are you boys? You are right, yeah? Very yeah. good. Thank you for having me on. Thank you. for coming on.
1: Thank you. You're probably a very busy guy at the moment, so yeah, we appreciate quite, quite you hectic, You're yeah, coming yeah, yeah. down, yeah? That's no, cool. Um, but yeah, we're going to have a nice chat, and like we, uh, like we do with all of our guests, we want to strip it right back to start off with... Um, You know, the fact you are a a local lad. Uh, Tell us just a little bit about kind of growing up in Burton. What school was it that you went to?
0: Um, I went to St. Modwin's Primary School. Yeah. Um, I went to Robert Sutton Secondary School. I did a little bit at Burton College as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I live in Stretton, so, like, I've lived there my whole life. Mm -hmm. It's just nice because I get to go to the city all the time. I like being able to come back to Burton and, like, everyone knows everyone. And, like, it's just a nice kind of homely feel to it you feel mm-hmm. like you've got a massive extended family yeah and um I just like having a bit of both I can go and live the city life and then come back and live the, the town life so uh, it's just been nice and I think it's helped me grow and stand out in a town because it's obviously such a small area yeah whereas in a city you might be a bit diluted or whatever yeah, yeah.
1: I don't know what you what you think but when we when I kind of um, go away from Burton because I've lived in a few places Robbie London etc uh, you kind of miss it, don't you, a little bit? Like, Burton gets a bad rap, but I quite like it. Yeah, I no, I, nice. I love
0: Burton. Like, I always rap for Burton. But yeah. um, don't get me wrong, some nights of the week, if you're thinking, like, oh, Tuesday night, and obviously because of my work, I don't really need to be up early in the morning. And I think, oh, I want to go out for a drink, and there's nowhere open. Mm-hmm. But then if you're go, if you in the city, then you, like anywhere else, like Manchester, Birmingham, London, there's always places popping up, like, midweek, that you could go and enjoy yourself. So the only thing about Burton is there's not much to do in the week. But yeah. Mm. on the weekend, it's still a good laugh.
1: Yeah, yeah. And uh, what secondary school was it? Robert Sutton, yeah, Robert Sutton, yeah, Mm. nice. And how would you kind of describe yourself during those school years? Were you a a quiet lad? Were you I
0: I wouldn't say quiet. Like, I went back to my school a few months ago, actually, and did, like, a little, like, just a kind of little speech thing. And Mm a few of the old teachers that were there when I was were still there. That must have been nice. Yeah, yeah, no, they were were cool. Like, obviously, I was probably... I wasn't the model child in school, but at the same time, I weren't, like... I was not like, really bad. Like, I didn't... I yeah. don't think I ever had one after school detention. No. I was just very chatty and a bit cheeky. And the teachers kind of remind me of that and just say, you're a bit of a nuisance in class. But they say, like, you know, we always seen... Like, I won, at the end of year 11, I won um, the Most Likely to be Famous Award. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, uh, like, that panned out well then. <laughs> well, <that> was, <laughs> it was a good shout from everybody. Yeah, I that. hate that word, famous. But, like, yeah. p- uh, the teachers reminded me of that and were saying, like, see, that we told you. Yeah. And I think they could just see that I was always had my mind set on something, yeah. and I was going to get it. So, um, so yeah, I wasn't, like, I wasn't the model student. I got decent grades, like, Cs and Bs. Um, but, yeah, I still, like, did pretty well at school.
1: Nice. And then, um, so, kind of breaking into uh, what you do now. So, how early did that come on through your childhood? Uh,
0: when I was about eight, nine years old, um, I'd, like, already decided that I loved DJing. Yeah. Like, we're watching DJs. And then my mum and dad brought me some decks from Argos, like on my ninth birthday, it might have been Christmas or birthday. Yeah. Um, and then I just played them nonstop, like, messed around on them, used to charge my parents to come in the front room to like it was like a pound to come watch me. And then uh handing out flyers and back room and that. And then um, I then progressed to doing like my school discos. Yeah. So um like my friends, like parents were part of like the PTA and like stuff. So they were kind of putting the my name forward, gonna just give Nathan a chance and then I started doing my school discos um, and then it just kind of snowboarded from there. Like started doing birthday parties for people, um, started doing like smaller gigs at like uh, bars and clubs around the area Mm -hmm. and then put my own events on and just, yeah, that's how it kind of started. But it was from a very early age in in Burton, like eight years old.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So who were the DJs that you were watching back then that you were sort of looking up
0: to? Um, Kind of like, I remember, I always remember watching like T4 in the park and that on TV. Yeah. yeah. And just yeah. have seen all these thousands of like people going mad and thinking like, I want to be that guy that's controlling the music. Um, and also going to just normal, like 40th birthday parties with your parents. All the other kids are like running around, sliding on the knees and stuff. And I was just watching the DJ thinking like, that's sick. He's just like controlling yeah. what people's actually doing in this room yeah, by the tunes cool. he's choosing. Mm-hmm. So I used to just watch the DJ. And then my dad would sometimes take me up and say, can he just like shadow you for the night? And I'll just stand there and watch and that. And um, so I wouldn't say it was anyone specific that like I aspired to be. I just was just fascinated with the side of playing music to people. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice. Okay. So about, um, so obviously said that you went on to do, you know, 16th birthdays and things like that. Is there any sort of standout worst gigs you've done and any like best gigs
0: that you um, can think of? Yeah, there's probably been plenty like, worst gigs like going up and no one's there and like you're playing to no one that happened
2: mm-hmm. quite a lot in the early early days early, well. yeah
0: yeah yeah like all the time like you'd turn up and it would be a a crap birthday or there'd be no one there um or you'd have technical problems because obviously you're still learning and yeah you're about to start and there's no music coming out of the speakers and you're thinking I've plugged it all in it's not working um and then I think obviously progressively you get you get better at that stuff yeah um, mm-hmm. And obviously, best gigs, I'd have to say, like, even though all the things that I'm doing now, you'd say are the best, there's still been some, like, amazing gigs when I was, like, 17, 18. The more, like, intimate ones. Yeah, yeah, just obviously because it was all fresh and new to me. And then when all your mates were there and it's going off, like, they all like, memories that I will never lose. But... Yeah. um but yeah, there's, there's good and bad in everything, but I think that there's been a few yeah, horror stories. I could probably yeah. write a book, to be fair. That. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: sure that'll come one day. I think in terms of Burton and Giggs, um, well, both me and Tommy were on the the head team at Deferra's, and oh. uh, I think both of us actually... Paid you fifty quid back in the day to do our six phone parties. <laughs> where, where was that? <laughs> um, I think one of the, one of them might have been at the Wetmore Whistle, as Wet it was. The whistle. Oh really? right, <laughs> Peter Whistle. That's gone. Yeah. Now.
1: I, was, I was born in ninety four. You were as well, mm. weren't you? Yeah.
2: And uh, upstairs above a pub somewhere, sort of near Shobnall. Star I remember, and Garden. Yeah, that would have been the one. It was a fancy dress one, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, but like you say, um, when you're talking about sort of coming from Burton, I think it was very much even at that point, it was like if you need a DJ. Just get Nathan. Like, you're the, you're the yeah. only one, I really, weren't you? The like, only good the go, one.
0: The go-to... I wouldn't say the only good one. There's a lot of good people <laughs> <going to work. laughs> um, But, like, obviously, I think at a time, like, I was the go-to guy. Yeah. If you're having a party, you obviously wanted to get Nathan to do it. That was kind of the vibe. And I think that's just because of my age, uh, my friendship circle, um, and the fact that I was doing, like, all the, the nightclubs in the area... Putting on my own events. Obviously, if you're a kid and you're turning 18, you're thinking that oh, I want to go and I want to go and I want Nathan to be my DJ. So yeah. that's kind of how it worked in the. In was the it early was Uber
1: Rooms in Burton? Well, I,
0: I did it when it was Bullet. Bullet. But, yeah. Oh, Bullet. Yeah, yeah, oh. oh, like, so right that is. Yeah. When yeah, I first started to go out. Yeah. Um, yeah.
2: did you have any jobs before DJing? So I did watch an interview with you. Where you said you worked very briefly at Primark.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I did. I did a paper round for a bit, and I did um, I did Primark for a. I think over a year. I did oh, Primark. really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that make
2: you think, I definitely don't want to work in yeah, the yeah, industry yeah. forever? I, think,
0: I loved Primark. Like, I was sick. People are, the, like, my mum worked there. Yeah. All her mates and my mates, it was sick, but um, I was earning, like, 16 quid for four hours work, yeah. yeah, and then on the night I'd go and do like a birthday party and get like eighty quid. And yeah, thinking like well, don't make really sense, does it? Like, yeah,
1: I have just trademarked the autobiography title "Coat Hangers to Big Bangers." Okay. If you want to, uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 if you yeah. ever yeah. want to use that, just hit me up. Do you feel like there was a a point where you thought, okay, like I'm proper onto something here? I mean, like this is gonna yeah, be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, yeah, it was when I released. Like obviously, I started doing SoundCloud mixes and stuff, mm-hmm. and it was when I released a mix called Gold Edition One, and um, it just like kind of spiraled out of control. Like all the mixes up to that point, I'd be getting like a thousand plays a week or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I released this mix and like mashed loads of genres together rather than just sticking to one genre. Yeah, that's what I used to do. I'd do like a hip hop mix or a house mix, and I thought, right, I'm going to just mash them all together. Um, and see what happens. And I did this like mad mix with lo- loads of different genres, put it out, and then it got like 20,000 plays in like its first day. Oh, wow. And I thought, wow, this is, something's going on here. And then um, just loads of tweets coming through and by the end of the day, it hit like 50, 60,000, like mm-hmm. by the end of the weekend, sorry. And um, obviously I'd never hit them numbers before. And then I just remember thinking like, this is your moment now. You just need to chalk yourself into it, release mix after mix and like keep the quality up there. Yeah, and um, yeah, man, that's kind of where it all snowballed. from. Yeah. what mm-hmm.
1: year was that?
2: Uh,
0: twenty fifteen. Yeah,
2: I thought it would be because I was I went to uni from twenty fourteen, and uh, obviously I knew who you were from from Burton, and I'd sort of been a supporter before then. And then I remember going to sort of like a flat party at uni, and we were, one of your mixes was on where yeah, you know yeah. the little you got your name in the yeah, song yeah, yeah. that comes in. And I went, oh, is this is this Nathan Door? And all the people in the flat were like, oh yeah, do you know him? Like, he's so cool. He's this upcoming DJ. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah, it's like he's from my local area. That
0: was like that that year. Just, it was just mental. Like, at the start of the year, I was just a resident DJ in Burton, and mm-hmm. like no one knew me out of Burton. And then by the end of that year, I was just getting like I'd go shopping in the Intu Centre in like Manchester and just get hounded yeah. like, by kids and stuff. And like, wow. it was it was mad. Like that uh, that adjusting your lifestyle to it. Um, just off a few SoundCloud mixes. Like, it was mad. But, like, what you're saying is true. Like, I I really believe that year, pretty much every, like, university party or fresher's party or house party, the soundtrack was just, like, putting Nathan Dormix on. Yeah, exactly. And I've heard that so many times.
1: Yeah, amazing. Um, So you're you're on just over 2.5 million monthly plays at the moment on Spotify. Is that something you keep an eye on? Do you look at that kind of thing?
0: Um... When you bring a new song out, I think for the first few weeks, you'll like clock and you'll keep looking and see how it's growing. But I've not checked it in a while. So um, thank you for letting me know. (laughs) (laughs) It's all right. No, no, yeah. like um, I'm sure it's about to go up a hell of a lot. Yeah. 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 I I get, I obviously get told, like my manager will tell me like, you know, whatever, but we've got that much going on. Yeah. We don't really check on that at the minute. But no, it is nice to know that
1: um and how did you kind of feel um life changed for you as that success grew so did your friends start to treat you different did you yeah. get people crawling out of the woodworks that you not spoke to for years um, or?
0: no like obviously my fr- i've got a really small like friendship circle and mm-hmm. um, which have been the same since like day one yeah and like even if we go into a big show like a big festival cream fields or whatever if they if they call shotgun there in the front like oh brilliant that's how it works so, like there's no like special treatment from them at all they love like they love what I'm doing support it like 100% but there's no like fakeness that's been shown from them yeah um life change obviously life has changed like there's no there's no denying that but cuz I'm so like grounded living in Burton and like know everyone and got friends I've not really like accepted any new or fake friends in yeah so, I've not really experienced that. Um,
2: I think that's something that you'll try and, and carry on as obviously as you yeah, go yeah. even bigger I think and bigger. It's, right? it's
0: not even like carry, it's just that's just what I am. Yeah, like, it's not a conscious decision yeah, to make, yeah, it just, yeah, it's you just ask for your It's, just, it's yeah. what it is. Like, obviously, I've got a lot of friends out like that are doing big things and mm-hmm. whatever, but and I'm friends with them, but I don't choose to like leave my friends and now be their friends. Yeah. Just because I'm doing the same things they're doing. Like, I don't want to. I've got my friends and that's yeah. it. Um, but yeah. I, so there's that and you just get loads of free stuff. So uh, that, yeah. that, that's cool. What's the
2: best free thing you've ever had? I imagine you get a lot of free uh, stuff anyway. i got
0: something the other day actually like Xbox sent me like um a new headset. Yeah. And it's like I don't really understand like what's good and what's not when it comes to gaming. Yeah. But I sent the picture of it into my group chat and they were like, "Oh, you, like you're so lucky it's really? the best headset." And um, I p- I played with it last night for the first time and it is unreal. But um I don't know like I'd say that most recently, but just clothes and like
1: do you Absolutely. know it's coming or do you d- do it just arrive and you're like...
0: oh Depen- Depends what it is. A lot of the time, like, we just get sent a lot of stuff that we didn't yeah. know was coming. But um, if I really want something, I'll just say, like, to my manager, I need some new Adidas clothes. Can we sort it? And then he'll sort it. But, like, um, but, yeah, no, you don't always know, but sometimes you do get told.
2: Yeah. So that was on my original list, and I don't know if it was a, an actual thing. You seem to wear, like, a lot of, like, say, Adidas tracksuits yeah, and that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. I don't know if it was, like, is that a proper deal that you've got with yeah, them? Yeah, it was... um
0: I've always wore, I did that like, my whole life. So for me, naturally, I just enjoy wearing it. And then when I started getting gigs, um, I was wearing like, I'd go in like jeans and like a tracksuit top when I was getting like my Nathan door gigs, like yeah. from 2015 onwards. And then I thought, right, I'm going to try and, because I was always like brand orientated when I was thinking my decisions. And I thought, rather than wearing like jeans, why not wear the full tracksuits? So, like every gig, I'll turn up in like a different tracksuit so I started doing that. But at the time, like DJs didn't really turn up to gigs in tracksuits. So I didn't really see many people doing it. So loads of times we'd get to the front door and like the bouncers would be like, you, know, you ain't coming in. And uh, be Like, it's my name on the door. Mate. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I was, yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> I'll be, be, be literally saying, look, I'm on that poster behind you. Yeah. And let me in. Yeah. They go, no tracksuits. And the manager would have to come out and like get me in. Um, And it just become a thing where people was like tweeting, I wonder what Nathan Door, what tracksuit Nathan Door's is going to wear yeah. tonight, and then it just became like a part of a brand that, like, whenever mm. you see Nathan Door, it's in an Adidas tracksuit. Yeah. So um, I spent thousands and thousands and thousands of pounds on Adidas tracksuits, and then it's not up until recently that um, they started showing some love back, and now they send us loads of free stuff, and we've got loads of things planned with them in the future. Oh, brilliant! Um, but but no, Adidas was always like a part of the brand that I wanted to kind of be a yeah, nice. amazing. if we wear all saints stuff for long enough, then
1: right. on this. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> I want to talk to you about like traveling a lot. Mm. Um, I mean, obviously, we're in lockdown at the moment, so it's not in the minute, but in terms of your general sort of normal life, how many days a week are you on the road? It must be quite a lot.
0: Depends, like, obviously, what excuse me, what um season we're in like last summer we did like 94 flights or something through the summer. Wow. So that was just like a blur. Do you like
1: flying? Mm. He's quite a tall guy. Yeah, not I'm not like scared of flying. Yeah. But I
0: don't really like it. And like you say, if I don't get extra leg room and stuff, then like it's I'm screwed. All you don't fit the in. Whole yeah. Flight. yeah, yeah. But um, I don't mind flying, but it's just wasted. I just think, feel like I've wasted all that time. Mm. Like you've done like, sometimes you've I have to get like four flights to make it to a gig on time. And then you've done the gig for an hour and then you go and you think i have just traveled for a day, like for one yeah. gig. Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously summer's hectic. And then during lockdown, obviously I've not been doing traveling. So it's been cool to be able to do things from home and just do like zoom calls and stuff. Um, but more time, like in normal life in the winter or whatever, we'll just travel to the gigs on the weekends. It just, Like I say, it's seasonal. So if you've got like a freshers tour or I'm on tour with an artist, like supporting them, then obviously you're on the road all week. So yeah. it kind of changes. But yeah, I'm very rarely at home. Yeah. Like, basically, I'm always on the road.
2: Yeah. And how does that take its toll on you, do you think? terms um, of um, your health and things like that. Do you, do you seem to be okay with it? I,
0: d- I do get ill quite a lot. Like, as in, uh, I pick up colds and stuff quite a lot. Like, i am not got a great immune system. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'll always get ill, like, in the summer, just from going on all the flights and stuff. But nothing too bad. And... um I wouldn't say it really affects my health. I haven't got a great diet as it is. Like, yeah. I just eat junk food all the time. So that kind of fits in nicely with yeah. that. You want to
2: people who can just stay skinny when like Yeah, what I, I eat so much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just
0: eat and eat and eat. And I just keep growing up and not out. <laughs> like, um, yeah. it's, it's great. So, like, so, yeah, I just, it doesn't really affect me kind of health-wise. And because I've travelled with my friends and um, obviously I'm with my laptop and stuff, I can still get on with work. So it's not too bad. Like, I think there's worse, there's worse jobs. Yeah, well. for sure, yeah.
1: Probably. 100%. Um, one thing I'm quite interested in, um, and I know a lot of our viewers are as well, is kind of the, so the things that we don't see, so the, the pressures of being a performer, mm-hmm. the highs and lows, do you know what I mean, not just all the, the exciting things, yeah, yeah. how do you deal with the, the
0: pressure of that, the kind of culture of social media, things like that? Um, it's hard, like at times, obviously people just see the good things and they say, oh, I've heard you on Radio 1 or I've seen you on TV or whatever, and, they see like the highs and they think like you've got this amazing glamorous lifestyle and it is like you can't hide from that but to maintain a level of success and like stay on top of your game you have to be on top of everything and like just constantly on the phone and dealing with situations and like pressure and having to deliver Mm -hmm. like I have to I have to make money to make money for everyone that works for me and of course yeah it's um you know, it is, it is a lot of pressure and a lot of sleepless nights and whatever. I feel like I deal with it quite well. There's yeah. some times where it might overwhelm me a little bit, but I've never got to, like, a breaking point yet. Um, yeah, I just yeah. kind of get on with it and deal with it. Um And that's just part and parcel of, I think, being successful in, in any kind of industry. You've always got that level of pressure on your shoulders. Yeah, you take um, the rough with the smooth, don't yeah. you? It's exactly, yeah. I mean, you get up a lot of pros, like, out of it, so it's it's worth it in the end. But, um, but, yeah, that's kind of how I deal with things. I just kind of put it to the back of my mind um, if it's something I can't, like, control. Mm-hmm. But if it's something I can control, I'll just throw myself into it and, like, sort it out.
2: Yeah. yeah, so what what would be your coping mechanism, say, you know, if you you did get to a gig and, you know, you sort of stressed out or whatever? Yeah. Is it because you've got your friends there with you, does that yeah, help? Yeah,
0: I mean, I suppose, like, with gigs now, because I've been a DJ my whole life, like, gigs are literally the easiest part of my work. Yeah. Like, it's, it's easy. Like, I just start to walk in the park when I turn up because I've done it for so long mm-hmm. um, so you might get nervous on like certain gigs if it's like a big festival or you're like your own headline show yeah. you might think right I've got to really deliver tonight but most of the time like it's the easy part the things that are more pressure like on you is where you've been offered like a certain deal and you've got to decide if it's the right thing to take and like yeah. mm-hmm, um, like PR yeah yeah of and deciding just ultimately the decision always comes down to the artist so if you've been offered something really good or you've been offered like three things and you've got to choose one and you're being advised loads of different things, like do this one, do this one, do this one. And it comes down to your decision, then you can't really sleep at night because you're thinking, well, is it the right decision? Is it not? So there are more of the pressure like areas that I I, have, but the gigs don't really give me pressure.
2: And who is it that you sort of go to as your main point of advice? If it was to say something to do with, you know, your record company have come to you and said, would you want to do A, B or C? Is there somebody that you go to? Like my
0: manager, like, manager's sick so like um we can't we talk literally hours every day so yeah. um would always like fresh it out and discuss it for hours on an end and work out the pros, the cons and then obviously I've got a lot of friends in the industry that I'd ask for their advice. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah there's a lot of talking it out really kind of helps you make the right decision I feel.
2: Yeah
1: definitely.
0: Have you um, have
1: you ever been starstruck? Um,
0: Can you
1: think of anyone you've met where you thought mm,
0: blimey? um well actually yeah not music. Like yeah. I remember a few years ago, I was in Bullring, yeah, and like I don't know if you know football, but Benteke, yeah, oh yeah, we're gonna in. get around to football. Yeah, we'll get yeah, yeah, to yeah. a to the in of it. He was yeah. in, he was in game in mm-hmm. in Bullring, really? and like obviously when he was playing for Villa, and I was just like, oh my, i was with my mate, and I was like, oh my god, Benteke's over there, and it's the only time I've thought like I was a bit starstruck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I asked for a picture in that, and um, he didn't really he didn't really say much. No, but um, that's the one time I was a little bit starstruck. But to be honest. I don't really get starstruck. Like obviously being in like this industry, you will always be around like famous people. And mm-hmm. there's, it's kind of like whenever I've been in rooms with like really famous people, like worldwide superstars, n- no one's showing them attention because like they're in that kind of situation and they're in that area that's just full of people that are in the industry. Well the famous to people, it. yeah. yeah. You yeah. Got any
2: examples of who that might be? For exa- just so um, people can imagine it when they're...
0: I don't, do you know, like, obviously Bad Bunny, like, he's a massive, like, Spanish kind of artist. And yeah. He wasn't getting sizzled or anything like that. Then you've got, like, your massive, like, worldwide DJs, like Diplo and stuff that have been there in, in green rooms. We've been at events. We've, like, even Drake has been there. Yeah. Wow. And they're just sitting there and, like, people are just walking past, like, they're just normal people. Yeah. And I'm thinking inside, obviously, coming from Burton, like, drake yeah (laughs) yeah yeah. and no one's like batting an eyelid and um so i feel like going back to the question you kind of can't let yourself be starstruck because everyone else in that situation isn't showing an ounce of like starstruckness or whatever yeah um so yeah like i'll i'll look over and think like you like there's so and so
1: but um, so it's a nice memory to clock. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. Oh, but awesome. I don't,
0: I've never really had like a, oh my God moment. Yeah. Oh,
2: How God. is it the other way when? Because I'd assume there's people that meet you and yeah. become starstruck as well. Oh.
0: That was weird. I, one of the first like times, that I've, I, I, one of the first few gigs that I was doing since I made my name quite big was like a gig in Nottingham. And some girl just like, ran up to me and like held on, like hugged me, held on to me, and just like crying her eyes out. <laughs> And I I was just standing like looking around thinking, like what, I thought like she was upset or whatever. And her mates were just like, oh my God, she loves you. And I was thinking, what is going on? Like, why are you crying? Do you know what I mean? Um, And she was just like crying her eyes out just because she met me. And that's when I thought like, this is just crazy. Like, Mm. I don't get what's going on. And then since that, there, there is like, you can notice it. You're trying to like, people come up to you and talk and they're just, can't get the words out sometimes you must see the little yeah well yeah Yeah. what about if you're sat in
2: nando's or something and you know he's trying to you know have a a date or whatever whatever it is can you sort of clock people looking at you and things like that
0: yeah yeah you you do know like it's usually people the ones that i find quite funny is when like i can see in the corner of my eye someone's clocked that on there yeah and the person (laughs) they're with don't believe me so then they're on the phone, clearly, <laughs> like, Googling and going, like, look, look, like... Definitely yeah. <laughs> definitely And I'm yeah. thinking I can literally see that. But um, <laughs> in, in, like, in Burton, people, like... I'm just Nath from Burton, so, like, anyone can come up to me and say hello. I'll have a conversation. It's not a problem. Um, a lot of people just tend to, like... If I'm out eating or whatever, I'll just say, like, yeah, let's like, just leave him. And then maybe when I'm leaving, they'll come up and ask for, like, a picture or yeah. whatever. But um, it's... It's like cause I think because I'm such a like nice, approachable person, people aren't too scared to like come up and say hello. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, you can definitely sense like people kind of pointing or looking over, mm-hmm. which sometimes is a little bit annoying because you feel it on edge. You're thinking like, well, you know, you what do you to look like? you yeah. yeah. so, yeah. <laughs> But um, once again, it's it's part and parcel of the job. Exactly. And yeah. um, I never did music for that, but obviously I now realise that's a part of it, mm. and you know you have to deal with it but it's a nice it's nice i suppose to be like kind of appreciated for the work you do but yeah like i say when when people get starstruck as such seeing me it weirds me out as much as it must weird sure, them out because yeah, yeah. i'm thinking like how can you be starstruck of meeting me like yeah, makes no yeah. sense? so yeah it's crazy
2: all right okay so um we've got a little section now which is called guestions okay. so every guest that we've ever had on which is i think Three or four now. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to ask them the same five questions. And then we've got a special sort of question at the end, which is based on your name. Yeah, yeah. Let's do it.
1: Okay. So the first one, everyone's going to want to know this, Nathan. Mm -hmm. Meal deal. (laughs) Right. So we want your sandwich, crisps
0: and drink. What's your go-to? I'm probably going to get judged for this, but it would be like just a cheddar cheese or a cheese and onion. Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, Quavers. and probably like a LucasAid Sport or a Ribena. It's oh, kind of ribena.
1: Right. So we popular,
2: always go for ribena. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that's that's my go-to. So you're a big cheese cheese fan then?
0: Well, I don't, I don't like people. Obviously, usually get like the meat feasts or like the bacon and chicken. But I always find the bacon's really fatty in that. Yeah. So a I'd have a I'd cook. have a chicken mayo to be fair, but I'll just go safe with the cheese because I don't like fat and food and that. Yeah.
1: Mm. Okay. Um Night in or a night out? What do you prefer?
0: Um. I'd say night out because I don't actually get a lot of them because I'm always working. Yeah. So when I get a chance to go on a night out, like, I do love that. And like, night in's cool, but I feel like I have more fun like going out.
1: Yeah. yeah. So. That's so true. Because I was
0: thinking he's going to say night in because he's always yeah. out. Night is a bus holiday. That's, that's but it's it. not out yeah. for you, is it? Because you're people think, Obviously people assume that they think like, oh, you're out all the time. And you're like, well, you're not. Cause like, you're all there getting drunk in the club. Yeah. I'm just sitting backstage waiting to go on. Yeah. And do then I go on and then I'm off. Do you have a drink during the Yeah, I do. Like, stuff? I used to like drink quite heavily at the gigs like yeah. and like make it a night out every time. Bring yeah. in my friends, get drunk. But then when you do that many, it's like, I can't do this yeah. anymore. Mate. So, um, yeah, I'll have a drink like at a gig but one or two drinks and then just go. Yeah. yeah. What
2: yeah. about yeah. if you go on a night out, say, like say with your mates or whatever, um how do you find it like being in a club with a DJ on? What if the DJ's a bit naff? Well, <laughs> it's just
0: it's annoying because people always come up and go oh canal can't you can't you go on like every time every time you go out it's just like oh, yeah yeah but, um people say like oh do you judge the dj do you watch it and i was like no i don't like i probably zone out really yeah. i'm more like there to be sociable mm. um and chat with my mates and have a laugh like i don't really listen or judge what the dj is doing but when you're in a room and there's a dj on and say the DJ does something by mistake or whatever, people always look at you as if to yeah, say, yeah. like, go and then sort it. What can I do? Like, but um <laughs> But no, like, it's I don't I just get on with it. Like, yeah. I don't really don't really
1: judge. Um, what's the best holiday you've been on?
0: Um once again, I don't really get to go on many holidays because mm. I'm always yeah. Well it was flying to do work. But um it could maybe just be somewhere you've um done a gig. Yeah, a I mean abroad. Dubai obviously was great. Mm-hmm. Um to be fair, I went recently, I went to uh Istanbul, that was quite nice, like oh, on a nice. holiday, managed mm. to like go and actually explore like that, that area and like Turkey's beautiful, isn't it? Really yeah, nice. yeah, it was just re- really, really nice. And um I was probably surprised a bit because I thought it was gonna be a bit of a like hellhole to be honest. Yeah. But it wasn't, it was lovely. So that, I'd say that recently. Nice. Um, a
1: bit of a setup for question four. Do you like ketchup? Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I love it. In your house, fridge or cupboard? Cupboard.
0: Correct. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Well, actually,
2: yeah. it's not. It's supposed to be in the it's fridge. Technically but not, <laughs> but morally right. That's yeah, the way yeah. I say it. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah. No, I'm more of a mustard man, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah, yeah. English mustard, but I do have a bit of
1: ketchup. Here. <laughs> um, and when it comes to parking your car, mm. are you a... Uh, do you drive into your space nose first and reverse out? Or do you like to reverse into your spaces and drive out
0: nose first? Um forward? there's I literally I'm fifty fifty. You've so. got a nice car, so I imagine you park it away from <laughs> as We're many. Cars. safe. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 most of the time I will reverse it in yeah. just to get out easier. But um there has been plenty of times where I've just just banged it in and just reversed it out. I'm not bothered. I'm quite a confident driver, so I can kind of reverse in or out like kind of. It doesn't bother me. I know some people reverse in so it's easier to get out, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not too bothered about that.
2: Yes, yeah. nice. and uh, the last question, special question based on your name, mm-hmm. it's Nathan Chore mm-hmm. What are you good at and what are you bad at around the house?
0: Um, oh God, I don't really do much. Really, <laughs> <laughs> like, like Mum's probably watching now. But, um, <laughs> What's um, your least favorite, what, what? What? I do mean, you
2: hate? ironing, hoovering, oh. anything like that.
0: Ironing's terrible, isn't it? What do you do? They cover on. Yeah, I mean, this is really bad because I can't think of anything. <laughs> probably just like cleaning my room because yeah. my room's like such a tip all yeah. the time because I'm just always in out you've got an changed. excuse though haven't you yeah <laughs> but like you know I'll probably I'll have a drink and I'll just leave the cup there for a few days and mum's like I oh, can't you just bring it downstairs yeah that's top so, um, all over. I would say cleaning my room keeping on top of that I'm yeah. quite bad at well, what are you good at what was the one what was the one would you say you know
1: um, making the room untidy in the place. <laughs> probably yeah
2: what am I good at <laughs> any gardening? Getting involved in any gardening, anything like that? A bit of DIY? Done any DIY before? I'm uh, terrible at DIY. <laughs>
0: so there's no judgement. Yeah, <laughs> I'd I say probably taking the bins out. I'm quite good at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 I, am, I am. I'm quite. We've all got our about. own things, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: <laughs> Okay, so uh, we move on then to, uh, you've got a new single out at the moment. Yeah. Um, so by the time this is out, it will be available for people, mm-hmm. um, which is featuring KSI. It's called Lighter. So everybody go and check that out. Um, we wanted to know, how did that come about working with KSI?
0: Yeah, so um, obviously, well, the tune came about originally because Ella Henderson like wrote a really like, well, wrote the song, but it was in a really slow format. It was like mm-hmm. a ballad. And she wasn't, she didn't really have any use for it. So she sent it over to us and was like, what are your thoughts on this? Could you really? Could you have any use for it? And we thought, yeah, we could try and speed it up and turn it into a bit of a dance track and did that and pitched it up a little bit. And we thought, God, this sounds really, really good. Um, so the tune as it was, was brilliant. And we thought, this is cool. And then obviously, because Flowers did so well, the label was saying, should we think about putting another rapper on a record? Yeah. And I was like... Yeah, we can. Like, if it sounds right, because the song is really good as it is. Mm-hmm. And then, um, obviously, I I've known of KSI for a long time, and I've been quite a fan of his work. Me and Tommy, we're both big, big fans. Of him yeah, yeah. Well. And then, like when his, mu- his music recently is, is started to come out, and the quality has been really, really good. Yeah, the album's been, superb. Yeah, it? really good. Yeah, music. I was listening to it. I was thinking like, like KSI is actually sick. So I, I said to my manager, like, what, what do you think? Would this work? He was like, let's let's reach out. So. Um, he reached out to his manager and and then linked me and ksi me and ksi up and sent in the track and he was like i absolutely love it it's like i'll jump on it no problem and then he recorded his verse sent it over i was like sick like he smashed it such a clever verse and um put it all together and in, in the end and then played it and sent it to the label and that and everyone was just like so gassed and yeah. um, he's gassed his fan base is gassed my fan base is gassed like everyone was so excited, like for it to for it to come out, and obviously it's out now. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's just a, a stressful time getting it all sorted. But it was just came together all naturally, yeah. and like it was just sick. Everyone's buzzing.
2: Yeah. It's like it comes together quite quickly, actually. Then um, from what you're saying, in terms mm. of like once you've got it packaged up and then you send it over to, to yeah. The obviously,
0: it was long creating the record. Like, yeah. But then when it was done, and you just got to see if like people are interested in jumping on it. That's quite quick. But um. But obviously, you know he, he sent the verse over and with it being so so good it was like a non-brainer like, yeah it, definitely, just, it just yeah. worked and um I think his fan base really will like this like you keep saying it's like it's my best tune it's my best tune yeah um and I think it's going to do well.
2: How's it been for you in terms of the reaction to? Because, like you say, I mean, he, he has a massive fan base, huge following, um, particularly on. You know, he's, he was a YouTuber originally, yeah, yeah, still is, and then he's got a, obviously gone over to the music space and also with his boxing as well, yeah. Um, so he, he has a, a huge following, obviously. I think it's like six million Twitter followers or something, yeah, yeah. Um, so how has that been for you since it's sort of come out that you're going to be doing something with him? Have you have you noticed an extra sort of?
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, your followers have gone up. Yeah, like um, they're 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 quite a. They're a cool fan base really. Yeah, they yeah. They're very active. they just digging about his height, are. aren't they? Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like um so I've been having a bit of banter with them and yeah. that. And uh and then uh, yeah, they're a good laugh and they're very active and pick up on anything and um but really support the music so it kind of works for everyone.
1: What was he kind of like to uh what's KSI like to work with in terms of uh I know the video that you've done and things like that? Is he a cool guy?
0: His sounds, yeah. Like the video shoot was like a thirteen hour day and he was like cool, like jokes. Mm-hmm. Like we got on straight away. Yeah. Um, We talk all the time now, obviously with the record and stuff. And we shot like um, a launch party that's going to be streamed like on the weekend and stuff. And like, oh, brilliant. just cool. Like he's so excited about this record because mm-hmm. it's just such a good tune. So yeah, like we just keep messaging each other and saying like how close it is and like so we're gassed and so excited. And then, when I'm finding that information from the label, I'm telling it him and he's just like, this is amazing. So like, it's a really cool down to earth guy that just, you know, wants the tune to do well and wants himself to do well, like in, yeah. in every kind of thing he tries to dominate. It proves people wrong constantly, doesn't he, mm. In all fields. Um, so I
2: think uh, one thing you mentioned was obviously the song Flowers, which has been a huge song this summer. Um, how is it going from, with obviously that being so successful, I think it got to number 12, was it? 12, in yeah, the UK PJ, yeah. Um, How is it sort of saying, okay, that's done really well. The next one has to be big, doesn't it, at that point?
0: Um, There is an element of pressure. There Mm -hmm. is an element of pressure. But I'm confident the song's good enough to at least match it. But even if it doesn't, like, because the content's good and the tune's good, like, I'm obviously aiming for it to better flowers. Yeah, But if it doesn't, I'm not too fussed because it's still a great song in my opinion and I wouldn't put it out if I didn't think it was it's a great project as well isn't it for both of you yeah yeah it works so there is pressure because obviously label and that kind of aspect of your work want to always see a progression Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but um, I'm not letting it get to me too much because I want to just enjoy it and put it out and kind of live in the moment rather than just worrying about stats and stuff yeah I think that's for Um, the best isn't it but yeah I'm I'm hoping it will it will do right. yeah I'm sure it will I'm sure it will um, so just a little bit
1: about that process then when it comes to, to making these tracks like Flowers, uh, Cheating for example. What, yeah, yeah. You know, do you sit there and think, right, I want to use this. This is the one I want to sample or does yeah, it come like, about?
0: Well, Cheating, there's, I've got like 30 versions of Cheating with like different vocals on hmm. and the actual sample of the original like Cheating record mm-hmm. was the last thing like, we tried really? and it worked. Um, so that was that one. Flowers, we were in the studio just making like a remix of the original for like my DJ sets. That was because we had another tune done, ready, video shot. It's never come out, but that was gonna come out. Um so in the meantime we thought we'll make a few remixes just for my live sets. And then we did flowers and just started to sound really good. So then I rang Malika to come and vocal it and do like a brand new vocal and then rang JK and said, Do you wanna do a rap on it? Um and in the end, we were like, this is far too good to just keep us like a remix. Obviously, it's actually a single now. Mm-hmm. So um, we've been the opportunity off and, and put this out. So that was another like natural thing. Um, so I feel like when it kind of, you know, if you don't really force it, it kind of ends up being your best work, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I've found so far. But same with like lighter, like it was kind of a natural thing. Ella hit us up. We hit KSI up. It just kind of happened. It wasn't like, right, we need to make a tune. What should we do? It just kind of happened naturally. Um, So I feel like that's the best way for me to work, like not having pressure and just going studio and seeing what you come out with. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to move on to something else then now, talk about football um, Mm -hmm. and particularly Aston Villa. Yeah. So you're a huge villa fan. So firstly, sort of being from Burton, being from Stretcher, and yeah, yeah. how do you how do you end up being there? The family's yeah. from Birmingham, you see. Okay, so like yeah.
0: they moved over just before I was born. Um, so my whole family are just villa fans, season ticket holders. Mm-hmm. So obviously that's how it happened and I've just been going villa my whole life. So I couldn't I would I wouldn't be allowed to support anyone else.
2: Yeah. And uh, obviously in recent years you've been sort of involved with them in a yeah. lot of different projects and they've been good to you having them in that way.
0: Yeah, but it's um it is mad, really. Yeah, so like, how's, how is that? You like, get, so we're big Derby fans and I can't even imagine what yeah. that would be like
2: to do that with for Derby.
0: Obviously, like, now you do it that much, it just becomes part and parcel of your day-to-day life. Yeah. But sometimes I'll, I'll just sit back and think like, I remember going to them games as a kid and just like, just loving everything about the club and just thinking like, I would love to just... Be known by a player or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm mates with quite a lot of the players. And yeah. I like the club, we do loads of stuff together and I'm DJing on the pitch and stuff. And they play all my tunes before the game. Um, They're playing lighter at the kit launch. Oh, so like when I step back and just watch, I'm thinking like nine, 10 year old me now would just be absolutely gassed. Yeah. But I still get gassed when I, when I walk to the games and like I can hear my tunes being played like ran the tannoy system and that i was thinking oh, that's my tune like it at is. my club Amazing. like you yeah. can't you can't beat that and um they support so much and they do a lot of like um social media posts to try and help the the records that we mm-hmm. put out and you know we just got a lot of love for each other and yeah. it, it works really well so you've got like a contact at villa that you're sort of con- you know like yeah, on social media there's a, a few but um but like really good friends with the stadium director yeah. which helps um, <laughs> so like you know th- there's a lot we we all have a really good working relationship and um i feel like i'm now their like go-to guy when he, like, i compile all the playlists before the games uh-huh. so um <laughs> That's like i will say right before this game let's play these records yeah mm-hmm. um and i've done that for a couple of seasons now it's getting quite hectic now, so it's, it's hard to keep on it. So now and again, they have to do it themselves. But um, but yeah, even having the ability to choose that yeah, was brilliant. just crazy. And um, the first time they played my song, like cheating at the stadium, just got like goosebumps uh, and that. Yeah. And I remember mad- you put it
2: on, I think it was on your Instagram, Instagram story, story and stuff. And yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it was just crazy. Well, you, I know you've done a couple of shows at the O2 Academy in Boom, haven't you sold out your own shows yeah, yeah. there? I'm just wondering if maybe somewhere down the line... Villa Park, potentially? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Is there something you've thought of before? No, there was,
0: yeah. This, this summer, um, I think I can say this, there was meant to be a concert at Villa Park with, um, it was meant to be Mark Ronson, Sheik. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sheik and Nile Rodgers, yeah, I think I've seen them before. There was another massive band, which I really should know, Yeah, and myself. It was oh, like a wow. bit of a, like, it was four acts, yeah. um, 50,000 people at Villa Park They were going to use the pitch and that. Yeah. And, um... It fell through. One of the headliners pulled out, and it just didn't get and then confirmed. COVID, yeah, yeah. And then obviously COVID happened. Yeah. But yeah, when I got asked to do that, I was like, oh my god. But hopefully one day yeah. we will have something on the pitch. Yeah. Like that's you did the, the ultimate uh, aim you did the fan park at Wembley for the League Cup final. Okay. Um, and that was mad. Like thousands of people there, and cause cause obviously Villa support me so much, the fans then support you because they think well the club support him. Yeah. And um. I just, yeah, walked in there and just got like absolutely mobbed by like drunken Villa fans and then did the set and that was up there one of the best ever gigs, yeah. Yeah. It was was mad just because the excitement levels are already sky high and then like you're on there and they just turn the music right up and I don't think Box Park really expected much. Like when our team got in touch and said, you know, would you be interested in having a, a DJ on? They were kind of like, yeah, okay, like we're up for that. And then, I think near the time they started to realise kind of the impact it might have, so and yeah. they were very like on it and asking questions. Is, is yeah. He's definitely going to turn up. Yeah. But then, you could just tell they just thought I'd probably be in the corner playing some music, and people would just like be doing their own thing. Yeah. And when I turned up, obviously everyone just started charging to the front, and we just they were like, wow, and they had to turn the music off turn the big sound system on and make it into like a proper concert. Yeah. Uh, it was mad. And then they were just like, yo, this is sick. Like we need to do this more often. Amazing. So um, that was fun, man.
1: So we're coming to um, the final few questions now. Um, what I want to know is mm-hmm. what, what makes you happy in
0: terms of wh- when are you at your happiest? Would you say? Um, well, I'm, I'm at my happiest when I'm with like my friends and family and I'm just chilling mm-hmm. and the pub. Like yeah. I'm happy. Like, what's your local uh, to where you are? now? Well, my local would be like the Monk's Bridge in Stratton, yeah. but my mate owns the Springfield Sports Bar mm-hmm. in Swad, so like I'm always there. <laughs> oh yeah, we know. Um, yeah. I'll often often boss the karaoke there, don't <laughs> <you>? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm always there, but um, <laughs> but yeah. So obviously that's kind of a cliche thing to say, like. But mostly when I'm on stage and the gig's just going really well and the atmosphere's electric. And you can just see people that have been at work all week and have their own stresses in life and had their own problems and worries. And they're just in, like, euphoria. They're just looking at you, like, so happy. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm taking their stresses away right now and controlling their night by giving them good energies. And that's quite a nice, rewarding thing. And, yeah. you know, when people come up to you and there's been times where... quite quite often even like today like people messaging saying you know you've you've saved my life from from music because I've been in such a dark place and like I'm just such a a a lover and a fan of your work and you you've got me out of dark places when Mm -hmm. it's been really really worrying times and things like that you think like god like you really do underestimate how much you can touch people's lives Mm -hmm. just from creating music and being a DJ and like being a personality so like they're, they're things that really make you happy inside and really fill you with like joy, I think.
2: Does that motivate you to do more and Yeah, you just on? think
0: like, you know, whatever you're doing is working, people like it and you're kind of giving a service to people. Like, you're creating people's happiness and obviously I get messages asking for like birthday messages and stuff and I try to do as many as I can because I know when I was younger, if I received something like that, it would make my year mm-hmm. and whenever I get asked now, I will always try and do it because I think one minute out of my day will literally make their week mm-hmm. um, and, it, and it happens and, and they do like, you know, it's, it's crazy. Cause obviously when you're living it yourself, you don't feel like you're gonna have that effect on people, mm. but then you do a quick video, send it, and then they'll send you a video back from their reaction and they're like burst they're into tears them. or yeah. they're like, and you're just thinking like, Yo, like, I've made that kid's birthday. Mm-hmm. And like just from a video, so yeah, I saw you retweeted one
2: on Twitter. It was a while ago now. as a little, little, little girl um, yeah. getting her presents for her birthday, and then her mum showed her a video, and it was you saying "Happy Birthday," and she started crying. Right? Yeah, that. yeah.
0: Like, like I said, it's it's quite it's quite often that happens. So yeah, I do try. You can't do them all because you know you just can't. There's that many, but I mm-hmm. will always try and do as many as I can.
2: We've got a cousin called Ella. Mm-hmm. Um, She's turning 15 next week Okay. and massive she's fan. a massive fan of yours. She's actually around here earlier and we said, oh, you're oh, never, no never going to know, guess she who's coming around. And, uh, <laughs> she went to one of your shows in, in Birmingham okay. um, recently as well and yeah, she loves she loves you. So oh, if amazing. you could Yeah, you know, fire one down the camera and say happy birthday to Ella.
0: <laughs> happy birthday Ella, 15 years old. Hopefully in a few years I'll see you at a show, maybe abroad on holiday. Is that your Napa or... Wherever I be for, <laughs> um but yeah, hopefully I'll see you at a Birmingham show very soon. So, what's the future for Nathan Dawe? What is the 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 plan? Yeah, forward? I think like obviously keep releasing big tunes, um try and like solidify myself as like you know a, a big artist in in the in the music industry and bringing out you know top ten after top ten hopefully, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then taking it further afield and trying to branch out to like Australia and other European like territories and. America and just try and try and grow that way. I think I'm quite an unusual artist. Like I can get away with bringing out like a an R&B record and a dance record and still receive support from them, yeah. which is really unusual. There's not really anyone else really mm-hmm. doing that right now. So it's an exciting time. Like the team's really excited. All like the label perspective, they're really gassed. And um, just keep working hard and hope that one day it can be like a worldwide brand.
2: Yeah. Is there any DJs out there that you look at, you know?
0: Naturally, I'd say Calvin Harris. Yeah. Um, yeah. Only because there's a lot of similarities. Like, he was a DJ before he was a producer on The Same. Mm-hmm. He's like, he did tunes with rappers at the start and so have I. Yeah. So, like, a lot of people are starting to make the comparisons now. And um, you take that though. I'm you? gonna say, oh, 100%. <laughs> if I can have like one percent of that success, yeah. then I'll take it now. But um, but yeah, that's probably my ultimate aim.
2: Yeah. Have you ever had the chance to meet him? No, never. Yet. That's Yet, one like that yeah, I. Yeah. That's one that I want to meet. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Okay, so we've got one last question. Um, it's one that we ask all of our guests. Um, if you could go back and speak to the 18-year-old Nathan Doar mm-hmm. and tell them one piece of advice, what would you say?
0: Oh, good question. I would probably say. um Release music a little bit sooner. Because I feel like I waited a little bit too long. Not like that it's a problem, it's just that it would be nice to be like six or seven songs in rather than just four. Yeah. But um as so I'd say try to bring out music a little bit sooner. Um don't waste your time concentrating on like internet trolls or whatever that might say things that previously made you upset. Mm-hmm. Um and just keep doing what you're doing because whatever I was doing at the time was setting the foundations up for what I'm doing now so I would say they're the main two things Um, and potentially just yeah there's there's nothing really I would say that I should have advised myself because I feel like I've kind of made the right decisions so far Um, but I would say that I would say like you know don't pay attention to people that don't agree with what you're doing and just keep working hard and bring out music you know a bit earlier that's all I'd say
1: Brilliant Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you. Really appreciate uh, you coming down. Really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, it was amazing. Thank you. Um, Thank you very much. much. If you've liked the video, guys, please like, subscribe. Um, Also, uh, Nathan and KSI's new single, "Lighter." Uh, Please go and check that out now. Um, And we will see you next week. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you.